about Jay Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like... The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hi. What's going on? Eric France and Ajay Salveson. We're a little tardy. Sorry about that. Uh, we're switching that mic around. There we go. We hear you now. Can you hear me now? We're not that. We're not that late. We're all right. Oh. Um. Sorry about that. Uh, a lot of things to get through today. Opposition research. Getting into Washington State. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> They're better than I thought they were. (laughs) 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 There are some things that I didn't realize until I looked at the... I've been doing some scouting and looking at the reports and the the notes and such. Um, Goodness gracious. They're they're pretty strong in some areas that we are not strong. And it could affect the game in in a couple different ways, but we'll we'll see. Yeah. uh, There are going to be some real challenges in this one. That's for sure. Uh, they're really strong up front. They've got a really good running back. There's uncertainty about the quarterback, um, but those that are in the battle, um, it's, a, it's a pretty good group of quarterbacks that they have to choose from. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've got that to kind of dive into. Uh, also, a little bit later on in the show, I got a chance to catch up with Carson Terrell and Marcus Moore after practice yesterday, continuing to get their uh, thoughts and reactions to uh, Utah State football and how they're doing, how they're preparing for Washington State. So uh, all that's coming up. Also, what went wrong Wednesday, and uh, who said it? Actor, athlete, or coach? Oh shoot, I forgot we had that too, <laughs> dude. I, I I I honestly I was uh, I was doing some stuff up at Utah State. Uh, the what's it called? Week of welcome. Yeah, and I, I had a chance to help out with uh, McCall and and, and uh, producer Butters for VFX, and um, I got and I left early because I had to come over here and I started prepping for Washington State, and I really didn't take my eyes off of it. So yeah, I forgot. Yeah, we have actor athlete coach. By the way, I feel so bad, Eric. Can we tell them about our five o'clock hour? What's with our What's wrong with our five o'clock hour? Well, we just we we missed so many texts, and I feel bad. And there's some great text messages. Oh, from yesterday. Yeah. Yes, we do. you guys were awesome yesterday, especially at the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, AJ and I both had things that took us away from the studio at that time, so we had uh, pre-recorded yeah. segments there. Can we get through just a couple of these texts really quick? Because there's some yeah, good texts, and, and, and I want to, our listeners are so important to us. a recap and a good yeah. introduction of the text There line. you go. I love how you just said that. So we talked about the uh, Ben Simmons situation. Um, and also BYU as well. In fact, uh, 3426 had texted. And by the way, if you want to text into our line, it's open right now. We're live all day today, by the way. 435-339-0321 to text into our Gil Mortgage text line. Love to hear from you all. Uh, yesterday, when we were talking about BYU and the Big 12, 3426, BYU should absolutely be happy uh, and jumping at the opportunity to go to the Big 12 as well as Cincinnati. I see those two as no-brainers to join the Big 12. I just don't see the draw for Colorado State. May have the They may have the money, but they don't have the prominence or the name to recruit big-name athletes to compete in that conference if they do get accepted. I would agree. I don't think Colorado State has that juice to get them into the Big 12. 
BYU, Boise State, Cincinnati, they do. They absolutely do. The two things why I think Colorado State still pops up. Um, revenue, I think, is hard to walk away from. If, uh, if 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 an athletic department knows how to turn out decent revenue, I think you have to take a long, hard look at it. Two, they're in the Denver metro area, which is you know a significant media market. And three, it gets the Big 12 back into the state of Colorado, where the Colorado Buffaloes were there for a long time. So uh, there may be kind of a, an affinity for getting back uh, a region that was uh, taken away from them before. And then we went to, we talked about Ben Simmons a little bit yesterday as well, 6789, in regards to the Ben Simmons wanting to be traded from the Sixers. He'd like to go to California. Word says Sacramento. And then 6789 says Sacramento was like the NBA Siberia. Why would you want to trade him there, uh, especially if things are sour between him and the organization? Yeah, why wouldn't you trade him? Yeah. 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 I don't know, man. Namish Keda, look. Aggies go to places and they win championships, and Mish Kedis in Sacramento, man. They might just go win a championship. And the 7854 says, hey, don't forget, Ben Simmons was the rookie of the year. Yeah. I, I, st- I still irks me to the red shirt. Rookie. Oh, my gosh. That still makes me mad. Uh, 2603, I'd like Kevin Love to go to Utah in uh, his situation, but it would have to be at a vet minimum. Yes. If Kevin Love came here, I it's for cheap. I don't Because I don't know what Kevin Love I'm going to get when he gets here. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, well, honestly, would you take Kevin Love or do you no. keep Rudy Gay? No, I keep Rudy Gay. I don't want Kevin Love here. I think Rudy I want, Gay gives you more versatility. I want 2013 Kevin Love here, maybe 2012 Kevin Love here. I ain't taking 2020 Kevin Love. Uh-uh. Uh, 1570, with Ben Simmons' attitude, it just seems like this larger contract probably just makes things worse as far as his motivation to get better. He's making big money now, so why put in effort – in what I feel like he, or in what he, is what I feel, feel he, he is thinking. thinking. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he is making money. And here's the thing, though. That's what made like guys like Brian, Brian, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird so great. They made money and they still cared. Ben Simmons makes money and he's like, all right, we're good. Maybe that is his attitude. And if it is, that sucks to be him. That's embarrassing. Well, the amount of money going to... What did you say? Five years, one hundred and six or sixty-nine million. Well, yeah, he signed a five-year extension. Uh, it was about one hundred and seventy million dollars. That's just gross to me. That still has four years who left. Who wants that? Who says, "Yeah, let me pay a guy who can't hit from the perimeter that much money"? Well, uh, five eight six zero. What about a team like the Mavericks that don't need offense but needs D and a ball handler? Mm. Yeah, I mean, the ball handler is Luca. I mean, they've got the ball handler, yeah. Luca. They need someone who can play D, though, on their. That but is having true. another perimeter player with the that, that body size and the defense on the perimeter, that could be interesting. Yeah. Again, he doesn't have to be the Batman. He may not even have to be the Robin in that scenario. Uh, nine three one five. Oh, let's see here. I don't know what these ones are about. I gotta I'll have to look back. Five six six two. Uh, two thousand fifteen Broncos. Bro, we're talking about Cam Newton. That's right. Uh, and then uh, 6891 says, I would say if a team were to pick Cam Newton up, it would be Baltimore. He's going to have to be a backup because they ain't going to bench He's, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, no way. Right? Uh, and then 9315, didn't the player have uh, still food to eat? <laughs> yeah. You always need food on the table. The 2015, according to 5662, Broncos defense broke him in Super Bowl 50. Dude, that, that defense messed him up. 
Mm. They ate him alive. They ate Tom Brady alive in the NFC Championship game, too. So, makes sense. 9-4-6-3. Cam Newton and Trevor Lawrence play similar styles of play. Uh, Trevor has a better arm, but still similarities. Man, I don't um, see Trevor Lawrence on the read option as much as I would see Cam. Though. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know about that one. And then nine 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 five, uh, the quarterbacks of today are eventually going to regress to the quarterbacks that play well in the pocket. Quarterbacks are not built to run. They're not built to take kids, and they're hits. hits. Okay, yeah, I had to. Yeah, and they're. <laughs> <laughs> Take kids. Whew, and they're built to run an off- offense and use every weapon available. Yeah. That's true. I like pocket quarterbacks. I don't like guys who think they need to run. I like pocket quarterbacks. Sit in the pocket, you know, ignore the pressure around you and be able to make a throw. The Tom Brady's, I love. So are the highest paid players on a football team going to end up being offensive linemen? No. Lyman will never get the love they deserve. Ever. This if a system, if a, if a organization wants to protect their guy, their quarterback, invest heavily on that offensive line. Right? Yeah. If you want to be a pocket passer and keep a clean jersey. Yeah, I, I think... Look, offensive linemen are always going to be underpaid. In fact, I can't. I don't even know what the highest paid offensive lineman is in the NFL. But it, it, it can't be near what defensive backs, receivers, linebackers are getting. It's got to be the lowest paid position, maybe next to a kicker. Kickers get no love either. Well, aren't offensive linemen uh, some of the highest in the that get picked in the? In the draft every year? Some. Some, not all. I have to look this up, though. Now now I'm curious. All right. Yeah, when you look at the highest NFL's highest paid players right now, uh, an old lineman is making... Well, twenty three million per season. That's that's for that's for Trent Williams of the San Francisco 49ers. Dave Picardi is making twenty three million for the Green Bay Packers. Laramie Tunzil third. He makes twenty two mil per season. Ronnie Stanley and Ryan Ramsick, nineteen point eight and nineteen point two million respectively. I mean don't get the love they deserve. No, they don't. They really don't. Uh, you look at the contract average for Patrick Mahomes because these contracts can be skewed with signing bonuses and incentives. Uh, contract average. This is according to SpotTrack.com, looking at different, uh, looking at all NFL players and their uh, salaries. Patrick Mahomes' contract average forty-five million dollars. Um, he's the highest-paid uh, quarterback. In that sense, Christian McCaffrey as a running back, sixteen million. DeAndre Hopkins as a wide receiver, twenty-seven. Uh, then you get to the offensive lineman, left tackle, as you already mentioned, Trent Williams at twenty-three. Uh, right tackle, Ryan Ramsick at nineteen point two. Brandon Sheff at eighteen. Center Frank Ragnow at thirteen. Thirteen point five, and then it jumps up again when you get on the defensive front. Aaron Donald, 
Bobby Wagner, $18 million. Highest paid linebacker, inside linebacker in the NFL. Uh, Khalil Mack, 23.5. So, yeah, you're right. Offensive lineman, you look at all of them. Uh, I guess maybe uh, Jamal Adams is safety. He's got 17.5. Mm. But um, your, your center, the highest paid position leader or position player, uh, contract average is uh, your center is at thirteen point five million. Significantly few less than most others compared to your quarterback who's at forty five. So swap out your offensive linemen here and there. Just get a bunch of guys you can interchange. As long as you've got the one quarterback that's going to win the game for you. 4086 text into the show. How would you like to be Josh Rosen? Three teams in four years. He was great in college at UCLA. He he was. At UCLA, he was phenomenal. But three teams in four years, and he just can't find a place to stay and stick. Um, didn't Wasn't as good in the NFL. See, some quarterbacks are meant to be backup quarterbacks. Ty Detmer, Tim Couch, Josh Rosen's one of those guys. Brian Hoyer is a backup. Um... Yeah, some guys are meant to be backups in the NFL. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, being a backup in the NFL, you're, getting, you're still getting paid pretty good money. Oh. I just, got a, I just got a DM. Okay. Uh, I'll need to tell you about. Okay. Someone we've been trying to connect with for a little while. Yeah, he gave me his phone number, so. Wait a minute. Is it the guy that I was, I was talking he's, to today? That he's happy to uh, to join us. So. Time out. Is it the guy I was just talking to today and he DM'd you instead? I don't know who you were talking to today. Yeah, you do. Come on, man. Why do people hate me? <laughs> you and I have not really talked much today. That's your so fault. So I don't know. I don't know who you're talking to. I don't have any friends. All right. Um. Anyways, yeah. Uh. Interesting thought, though. You know, and uh, the other thing, too, in fact, do you, uh, you've heard of Hans Olsen, right? Yeah. So his boy, Rock, I love Rock. Rock is, he used to be this, uh, used to go, like, to my chest, like, seven years ago. And he was, like, five years old. And he went to my chest. Huge kid. And he used to, like, challenge me in, like, wrestling matches, and I would just laugh. Now he's a monster of a kid. I mean, monster of a kid. And uh, and and his dad told him to create a Twitter account to help him out with recruiting. You should you should look up uh, Tommy Rock Olson <laughs> and follow him. He is hilarious, <laughs> and he's always quoting his dad or whatever. He's like he's picking on his dad. He's making fun of his dad. <laughs> Dude. Uh. Anyways. Uh. He's a big kid who's gonna get highly recruited by a lot of good schools, and uh, he is so funny. Anyways. Yeah. Sorry. I was just thinking about him for some reason. And uh, Hans is uh, Hans is a little boy. Not so little anymore. He's huge. He's a freaking monster. How big is he? He's six two two sixty five. How and old he's is a, he? He's a fourteen year old in high school. Wait. With with Lehigh. He's 14? And he's that big? 6'2". Holy cow. 265. Class of 2025. They know how to grow him big. Dude, Merlin was the was the cater to that. That guy's a monster. Anyways, uh... 
he's a great kid. I love that guy. Anyway, it's just something tweet something. Hey, um, we saw we were talking earlier about Ben Simmons. Oh, um, dude, I'm so back sick to of this some dude. of the, the texts that were coming in on the Guild Mortgage. Uh, Sam uh, Amick from the Athletic reporting saying that sources are saying that barring a drastic change in Philly's asking price, Ben Simmons will not be Sacramento bound anytime soon, if ever. So it doesn't look like Sacramento is a But do you know what? Good for Philadelphia. Good for them. Oh, Ben, you want out of here? Oh, you want to go? Well, we want to get what we want out of it too. And if we don't get it, you ain't going anywhere. And if you want to sit on pound the bench, great. You can pound on the bench all you want, buddy. <laughs> I mean, he's gonna he he gets booed for playing because he sucks. Now he's gonna get booed for sitting on the bench. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Couldn't happen to a better guy. I'm I I I hate Ben Simmons. <laughs> I, I just can't stand that dude. I don't like anything about him. I don't like his jump shot. I don't like his hair. I don't like his face. I don't like his ability to play basketball. I don't like his attitude. That guy was the number two. Like, Philadelphia wasted so many picks for so many years. And then Oklahoma City said, you know, that's a great idea. Let's just get a bunch of first-round picks, and then let's show the Sixers how to actually pick guys in the draft and make good use of it, and build it better and quicker than Philadelphia did. Like, Philadelphia's whole process is going to go to shambles now. It's going to go It's going to go to crap. <laughs> and I just, I'm it's so thrilled up. about it. I'm so excited for Ben Simmons and the Sixers. Getting what they deserve. Yeah. Can't stand Ben Simmons. I'm serious, dude. Do not like that, dude, at all whatsoever. <laughs> Oh shoot! So uh, it continues. The drama continues. Hey, what's what do you think will be better drama? Aaron Rodgers with the Packers in the off season, or Ben Simmons with the Sixers in the off season? Oh man, it was definitely a lot of drama. Oh, since, uh, it was awesome. Early or mid April? Yep. With uh, Aaron Rodgers, um, I think the Aaron Rodgers thing is bigger because this is a guy coming off of an MVP season, and you're the Green Bay Packers, a team that has high aspirations of success. I mean, the Philadelphia 76ers do as well, but Ben Simmons isn't coming off of an MVP season and casting all kinds of doubt about whether or not he'll return or not. Yeah. Good point. So, uh, so I think the Aaron Rodgers thing was bigger. Yeah, I would have to go with you on this one. Um, I, I thought about saying Ben Simmons just because of, I mean, he's the number two pick in the draft at one point. You know, him and Jill and B were supposed to put it all together and take this team to a championship. Um, they've made it to the Eastern Conference Finals once, I think. Did they go last? You know, they lost in, like, what, the semifinals last year, right? Not in the Conference Finals. Philadelphia? Yeah. In 21? Yeah, last season. This last season? Uh, they they weren't in the Conference Finals. Okay, so they, they've only been to the Eastern Conference Finals once. And they talked about how they're gonna be, they're gonna beat the Celtics, they're gonna beat the Bucks, you know, that this is gonna become a dynasty or something, and it just never ever materialized. And uh, that's <laughs> man, that's bad. Good for the I'm again, I'm so happy for the Sixers and for Ben. Right, we have it's a, a marriage made in heaven. We need to hold on to the the price that we that he's worth. He's got a, he's 
spending, he's taking a lot of money from us, and uh, we need something equal in return. Four zero eight six. Oh, don't worry, I'm your friend. Oh, thank you. Thanks. I just, man, I've been messaging that dude, and he doesn't message me back, and he messaged you instead. Maybe he will message you later. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe we're talking about two different people. I don't think we are. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we aren't. Uh, hey, coming up, uh, what went wrong Wednesday? Oh, I've got a few. I got a few of them for you. Do you have a nomination for that uh, consideration? And who said it? Actor, athlete, or coach? And coming up next hour, but our uh, opposition research, the first one of the season, as Utah State gets ready to take on Washington State. We'll hear from some of the players uh, as they get ready and uh, get their thoughts about Washington State and uh, if they feel like they're ready for game one or not. That's coming up a little bit later on here on the Full Court Press. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football. It's a top 20 showdown in the Big Ten as the 12th-ranked Wisconsin Badgers host the number 19 Penn State Nittany Lions. Hi, it's Greg Daniels. Join Tiki Barber and me for all the action as these two Big Ten elites square off in an early season matchup. It's Wisconsin and Penn State. If it's college football, it's right here. Saturday morning, beginning at 9.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390. Um. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press, uh, 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in. Be part of the show and let us know what went wrong two nine four two nine four seven. Simmons is straight up brat. Also, his trade value goes down every day. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes, 2947 is right. Can't stand that, dude. Yeah, I, you know, him demanding a trade, doesn't that hurt? We're just saying that he's not coming back. Does that hurt? doesn't that hurt Philadelphia a little bit more? Because teams know, like, look, this guy wants out. He's not going to play for you anymore. So I could maybe lowball you, and you you still have to try to move him. Does that hurt Philadelphia more? Trying to get rid of him? Uh, oh man, dude, I don't know. Does it really in the end? Does it? I don't I don't think it does. Certainly that's one of the what went wrong Wednesday nominees. It's, oh, it's gotta be Ben Simmons and the Philadelphia 76ers. It's gotta be. You know what else went wrong? Zach Scott, the GM of the Mets, getting drunk. What's, um, uh, what's this? I haven't heard this story. Yeah, so they were at a they were at a like, it was some kind of a charity foundation dinner or something like that. And all and players and managers and the coaches and the, the all front office were there. Zach Scott drives home and he gets a DUI, and now he's under investigation from the team. Um, he's not traveling with the team on their next road trip. Dude, the Mets are just shambles. That's like it's good. just getting worse. It's really too bad. Just uh, you don't feel bad. Not, not real bad, over there. but just how they were. Look, earlier this summer they were one of the class of the uh, National League. For yeah. I mean not. Number one, but they were up there. They're a very competitive team, and they've just slowly but surely just been slipping away, fading into obscurity. Um, I think I did this last week, but again, Scott Frost, what went wrong, dude? They just got shellacked by Illinois. That guy's seat is—I mean, it's already have a hole in it now. 
He's in trouble. Yeah, he's in trouble. Uh, how about another What Went Wrong Wednesday? Um, how about... Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, well, I'm not going to say that. It's just, not, that's just, not nice. Come on. No. Let's go. Come on. No. Will you tell me off the air? Um, Sure. Okay. We'll talk off air. Because no. I got another story for you, by the way. <laughs> I want to know what it was. Now, okay, we'll talk off air. Um, what went wrong? Cam Newton. Ooh. Former NFL MVP to now looking for a team to play, and he won't have any team to start for. Okay. Uh, yes, that's a problem, what's going on with him. But why not extend the blame and the criticism of Bill Belichick? Like It was a quarterback uh, race. And then all of a sudden, the guy who was your starter last year, not only is going to be the backup, he's totally cut from the roster. It's not good enough. Why did he make that decision like at the cut day? What do you mean? Maybe maybe because they didn't know what they were going to do until they decided to say, hey, look, we, we're going to start Mac Jones. And then Cam Newton said, well, I want just release me. I, I need to go find somewhere to play. I want to go be a starter. Maybe that was the conversation. But again, go from the former NFL MVP just six years ago to now being a limbo in or in limbo quarterback. It's crazy. Now you're, now he's looking for a job. So, yeah, Cam Newton. What went wrong? Um, I had another what went wrong for you in regards of How about Bishop Sycamore. That's got to be uh, up there on the list. Oh, dude. Well, I know well, everyone's sick of it, Bishop, but it, Bishop it just Sycamore gets more on ESPN. I mean, which is worse? <clears throat> oh, that's tough. Um, Bishop Sycamore is pretty bad, man. Dude, they made up a high school, bunch of twenty and thirty year olds, and they got and they still got beat by 17, 18 year olds. Not just beat, but like blown out. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing: is like they were trying to hype themselves up, you know. Like, yeah, we're ready to go out there and just, you know, let's let's, let's go kill these guys. And it's got manhandled. You know, I mean, couldn't block, couldn't catch, can't guard, couldn't defend. Yeah. Not great. No, 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 not at all. Not a good look for ESPN. Oh, dude, and that's another, you know what? Part two, what went wrong on Bishop Sycamore, ESPN. How do you get duked into that? How do you get duked into that? Um, What went wrong, Eric? The Los Angeles of Anaheim Angels have two of the greatest, maybe two of the modern greatest hitters in baseball. And they can't win games. Dude, they helped Baltimore snap a 19-game losing streak. Dude, this team is so bad in That's so many bad. ways. These Angels are again second to last, one game under 500, 12 and a half games behind the leader. They have a minus 61 in differential of runs scored and against. Uh they are uh, they have a three game winning streak right now, but they're 4 and 6 in their last 10. Dude, Angels need to set those guys free. What Damian Lillard is being locked into Portland is Otani or Trout being locked into Anaheim. Let those men go and set them free. Now, Trout is at fault, too, because he did sign a massive contract for like 14 years and $300 million. It's not his fault. Yeah, it is. 
long-term financial security. Say no. Go play for a championship team. Or does not winning a ring matter? You don't want... I, look, if the guy doesn't want to go win a, uh, a World Series ring, great. I mean, here. Here's a Capri Sun drink and a donut for playing in today's <laughs> game. It's gross, though, man. That guy disgusts me. Honestly. You get to live in Orange County and collect that paycheck. It's not a bad gig. No. But you know what's a better gig? is going to play for a playoff team and winning playoff baseball games. That's a great gig. That's... Yeah. That is good. That's the ultimate. That's a great gig. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's another wet went wrong. Um, I could go with a few more baseball ones. My Braves have struggled. They've lost now two in a row. Uh, they're, they're playing in a really bad division right now. I think the uh, is it Phillies are like four games over 500. Um, it's, it's just, dude, the Braves are... <laughs> What the NL East is in baseball is to the NFC East in football. That's what you're looking at. Bad baseball in a division where someone's going to be crowned a division champ and then get their butts handed to in the playoffs or the wild card or whatever it's going to be. I just pulled up the standings. Braves are still on top of the National League East. Look at the National League East standings. They're, they're ahead of Philly by two and a half. They're Philly ahead of the 68 Mets by five and a half. Philly 68 and 64, man. Hey, how about the Padres, by the way? Wait, they went on that long losing streak. Giants got ahead of them, haven't looked back. 71 and 62 are the Padres. 13 and a half back of the Giants. Yes. 13 and a half. With Third you, in their division, get, but they'd be first in the East. You get Blake Snell. Uh, you've got Tatis, you've got Hosmer, I mean, you've got Machado, you've got all this roster lining up, and you are 13 and a half back in your division. How do the Giants keep doing this, by the way? It's kind of annoying. They have played, I saw this the other day, uh, they have played above 600 um, baseball in every month during this baseball season. Uh, 9315, what went wrong Wednesday? A dumb article saying the cupboards are bare at Utah State. Oh, thank you, 9315. What are we talking about? Yes, thank you for bringing that to my attention. Help me here. Reminding me of this. Okay. Look, I have respect for the guy. We've had him on our program before. But Chris Murray puts out an article. Oh, boy. Um, earlier today. And thank you to U-State uh, Iceman, at Jack Dunbar 10, for bringing it to my attention. But he's, he got their first Mountain West football rankings of the season. And he puts Utah State at 11. Here's his reasoning. New head coach Blake Anderson went for a quick infusion of talent with FBS transfers, including probable starting quarterback Logan Bonner and Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year candidate Justin Rice both of whom came with Anderson from Arkansas State. The cupboard was left pretty barren, though, so I'd be surprised if the Aggies challenged for a bull berth in Anderson's first year. So I challenged him. Actually, I didn't go directly at him. I just replied to the tweet saying, cupboard was left pretty barren. When you say that phrase, Ajay, what comes to your mind? What, the cupboard was left bare? The cupboard was left bare. There was no talent, that there is no talent of any sort whatsoever. Like, we're talking no talent at all. So, my interpretation of that is what used to be there 
left. Yeah. But key players left, either graduation or transfer. Maybe they were kicked off the team. Who knows what? But that talented players were there, and they, they're, they're not there anymore. That's how I interpret it. And so there are a lot of great players back, plus more that have shown up on this roster. And so I point that out, and he replies, uh, and i got to go back and find his reply. Uh, Everybody in the Mountain West, excepting Air Force, returns almost their entire roster because of the extra COVID year. Cupboard is bare because Utah State had exactly zero players on last year's Mountain West first and second teams. If you don't want to call that a bare cupboard, that's cool. (laughs) I'm like, wow. Whoa. Guess we won't be having a Mars show anytime soon. So, I mean, but this really, it, it it's illustrative of what's going on nationally, as we've talked about this. People just aren't paying close attention to Utah State. They see last year's record. They look to see if there were anybody that was on the first or second team at the end of the year, and then they're making a fast assumption about what this year's team is going to be. And when they do that, Ajay, they are way off the mark. They're not giving consideration for how tumultuous it was on and off the field. A lot of that has been eliminated. And there were a lot of really good players last year, but they weren't put in good situations to succeed. It's such a different story this year. I need to look this up. Not only the players that are back that were, quote-unquote, in the cupboard, but in addition to the players that he mentions especially Justin Rice, as a potential Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year. So it doesn't make sense where you say, you've got a guy on your roster that could be a Defensive Player of the Year, but you don't have any talent on your roster. I mean, it does, it's just, doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> oh, boy. Um... So he doubled down and replied to me and said, <laughs> Cupboard is barren of talent. <clears throat> Dude, do you know what's actually what went right though? The, like Andy Avalos at Boise State, dude, he's kind of fun on Twitter. Like he's willing to reply to you and have conversations with you. Like he does it with all the media writers. It's kind of cool. He's willing to chat with you. Yeah, that that that's fun. We'll Maybe, see how long it lasts. Yeah, I mean, we'll come football season. I'm sure he's gonna get back to focusing on football. You know, kind of a big deal. By the way, they got that big game uh, tomorrow. They play tomorrow night. That's right, they do. Against UCF. UCF. That's right, they were a Thursday night game to open up the uh, season. They flew out today. They're on the ground now. Eric, now I'll never want to be on our show. Great job. I wasn't, like, I was trying to be respectful, just saying, hey, that's not how I interpret that phrase. That's all I was trying to say. And then he doubled down and said, barren of talent. Now you've done it. Now you've done it. And goes. It was all fun and games until someone got their feels hurt. That's great. <laughs> That's funny. I'm actually reading it. Okay, I'm actually with you too. <laughs> I'm with you in nine three one five. Hey, two one zero four texted into the show. AJ Braves finally get themselves above five hundred for the season, and you still find a way to complain. Y- you guys, we blew a three one series lead to the Dodgers. In the NLCS for a chance at the World Series. I am pessimistic. I am hard on my team. I don't care if we're above 500. Get me to a World Series, dang it. 
Phillies are coming after them. They've won five in a row. Shut up, Eric. No one cares. Five three three eight. Seems like I read somewhere that the Aggies' incoming transfer portal class was rated the best in the conference. Can you confirm? Yes. That would be true. Actually, I think it's number two, right? I think it was number two. At one point, I don't know if they ended up finishing the best. It was either one or two, which to me is the same. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty darn good, man. That 2022 class coming in is nuts. I've heard a lot about next year's Oh, it's good. Class. It's really, really good. Um, Hey, I had someone ask me a question, Eric, speaking of Utah State football. I wanted to ask you, too. Do you feel like, because like, Coach Anderson hasn't came out like with this uber confidence, like, hey, yeah, we're going to go out there, we're going to compare our butts off, and we're going to give Washington all the heck we can give them, and, you know, kind of like a rah-rah thing. Instead, it's been like, look, we're going to try and do what we can with what we got and give it our very best. You know, we're obviously in a tough situation with thin offensive line or whatever it is. Does that kind of concern you? Like, dude, is this guy really, I mean, don't you want confidence in your season or no? Have you heard anything like that? Do you get that vibe? Someone I told me the other day they feel that. like this. Okay. I haven't gotten that. Okay. Um, at least nobody's hit me up with that. Okay. I'm not saying it does. It may not exist. It, just, yeah. That hasn't come my way. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, we're going to need to take a break here on the Full Court Press. We want to come back. Actor, athlete, or coach. Who said it? See if you can figure it out. Crazy quotes that were in movies or that were said by actor or uh, athletes or by coaches. We'll have that coming up next here on the Full Court Press. And coming up next hour, we'll hear from Marcus Moore and Carson Terrell. Aggies preparing for Washington State. What do they have to say about the Cougars and how things are progressing for USU ahead of Game 1 on Saturday night? Hey, are you looking for a way to get back to your community? Join the United Way of Cache Valley for the annual Day of Caring. Thursday, September 9th, the Willow Park Pavilion. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. And Ajay. Hey, uh, 2787 text, and I think Coach Anderson is just being realistic about his team. Fair. Yeah, would you rather have someone be a realist? Yeah. Or not to say being an optimist is mutually exclusive for being a realist. I think you can be both, but um, just selling something that we know is just not true. I'd rather have somebody tell me, like, this is who we are. It's what we've got. Manage expectations a little bit. Uh, if you want to continue to weigh in on what went wrong Wednesday, 435-339-0321. Otherwise, Ajay, it's time for one of our favorite segments of the week. Either you're a thief and you steal, or you're a vampire that pulls... From the juice and the verb and the synergy of the group, or yet to it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. All right, who said it? Actor, athlete, or coach? We'll, we'll read a quote, and then you try to figure out. Uh, who it's attributed to. All right. You ready, AJ? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, is it me first? Uh, yeah, let's go. 
If he dies, he dies. That's the quote. That's the quote. Uh, I'm going to say actor. Yes. Can you remember the movie? Um, I don't know. Karate Kid. No, it was Rocky against the Russian. Remember? Oh. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. Okay. <laughs> All right, your turn. Go. Okay. Um, when you get that nice celebration coming into the dugout and you're getting your butt hammered by guys, there's no better feeling than to have that done. Uh, I'm going to say coach. That was actually player. Oh. That was Matt Stairs. He didn't say butt. He used a different Well, yeah, verb, dude. We he was he was a crazy dude. He was a, uh, yeah, he was an interesting guy. Matt Stairs, dude. I forgot. He played for the Athletics, right? Uh, Played for a couple different teams. Padres. I'm trying to think who else he played for. <laughs> I can't remember. All right. If they can make penicillin out of moldy bread, they can sure make something out of you. <laughs> that sounds like something a coach would say. I say coach. It's a player. It's an athlete. Oh. I should say Muhammad Ali. Oh, okay. Man, he was a great trash talker. Oh, my gosh. He had some great one-liners. All right. This one, a uh, little, mm, little harder to classify, but we'll see if you can get it. This is a really, oh, this is really a lovely horse. I once rode her mother. Gonna say an actor, but it was by an athlete. Okay, well, this is from a former athlete who was a commentator. Um,. I have no idea. <laughs> it's from Ted Walsh, who said this. A horse racing commentator, but he was a former jockey. But just the phrasing just doesn't quite sound right. I once rode her mother. But what are you talking about a horse? I mean, how else to say it? <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay, hockey is a sport for white men. Basketball is a sport for black men. Golf is a sport for white men dressed like pimps. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say uh, actor? No, it's an athlete. It's Tiger Woods. Oh, Tiger Woods. Okay. God bless that man. Uh... All right, here we go. Last one for me. We can't win at home. We can't win on the road. As general manager, I just can't figure out where else to play. <laughs> it's kind of... <laughs> Is that an actor? No. No? That's Pat Williams. What? And at the time, he was with the Montreal uh, Expos. <laughs> <laughs> can't find a place to play. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know if I'm reading... Let's see. Um, this is about a 
a fire at Auburn that burned 20 books. But the real tragedy was that the 15 other books hadn't been colored yet. <laughs> what? That was Steve Spurrier, dude. What is he talking about? I, I guess there was some fire at Auburn and it burned 20 books. And he says the real tragedy is that 15 of the books hadn't been colored yet. Wow. Weird. That guy was weird. <laughs> All right. Another quick timeout here on the Full Court Press, and we'll set up uh, what we're talking about next hour, some opposition research. We'll hear from the Aggies. We'll hear from the Cougars. Give us some opposition research to get an idea of what we might see late Saturday night in Pullman, Washington. Clear the road. We got supplies inbound. Are you a problem solver? The Air National Guard never shies from tomorrow's problems. We run to them. Ready for world-class military training and global missions? Help us design the blueprint for a better future. Serve close to home and build the life you want with the Air National Guard. Visit us at GoANG.com or call us at 1-800-T-O-G-O-A-N-G. Ascent Aesthetics is throwing a parking lot party Monday, September 13th from 4 to 8. The first 50 people receive gift bags. Enjoy food trucks, prizes every 15 minutes, live demos, and you can win amazing treatments like Botox, skin care, laser hair removal, and microneedling. Special pricing is available on all purchases. Join Ascent Aesthetics Monday, September 13th from 4 to 8 at 169 North Gateway Drive, Providence. Prizes, fun, and food. Go to AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com for more details. Ascent Aesthetics looks forward to meeting you. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football. It's a top 20 showdown in the Big Ten as the 12th ranked Wisconsin Badgers host the number 19 Penn State Nittany Lions. Hi, it's Greg Daniels. Join Tiki Barber and me for all the action as these two Big Ten elites square off in an early season matchup. It's Wisconsin and Penn State. If it's college football, it's right here. Saturday morning, beginning at 9.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Hey, coming up here in just a few minutes, we're going to hear the Dan Patrick Above the Noise segment here on the Full Court Press. And it's sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. You know, they got their gold filter sale going on now through September 15th. Best deal on filters is going on now during the Napa gold filter sale. Every Napa filter is on sale. Uh, a lot of different types of, of oil is is, uh, is on sale as well for crazy deals. Seafoam fuel additives also. Great deals on all of that and even more at the Napa Gold Filter Sale going on now through the 15th at the five locally owned Napa Auto Parts stores from Preston to Providence. RJ, I, I never get sick of this song. <laughs> it's such a great oh, man. anthem, uh, arena anthem. Oh, dude, it just it gets you fired up. It really does, man. It, God, I love it. Uh, next hour, we're getting ready for Washington State. Uh, the, the Cougars didn't play very many games last year. So it's kind of hard to know really who, who they the are, are yeah. what they have. Yeah. Uh, but they are just as confused about Utah State. Uh, it's a new coaching staff with coordinators that come from different places. 
all over the place. A lot yeah. of different Good transfers. Point. Like they're just as confused to trying to figure out Utah State as the Aggies are about the Cougars. I'm interested to learn about the Cougars from Coach Rolovich and the players. You put some audio together from the players and the coach who spoke today. I- I'm interested to hear what they have to say. Uh, interested and intrigued by you know how they match up against Utah State. I was looking at a few notes on Utah on Washington State and. Boy, they're they're good in some areas that concern me a lot. So I, this could be an intriguing kind of look at you, Washington State, and what they'll look like on a football field Saturday night. A reminder, uh, KVNU game day coverage begins at 8 on our sister station, which I think we're simulcasting I believe here we on are. the yep. fan. Yep. So maximum coverage so people can find out what's going on with Utah State as easily as possible on uh, AM and FM. And uh, those will be streaming online as well and on the mobile apps. Uh, and then as soon as the game is over on the Pac-12 network, uh, KVNU will be uh, running it down with the KVNU Aggie call. I'll be there. Ryan Bohm will be on there as well with Al. And uh, we'll hear from the coaches and the players. So uh, interested to see how, it ev- how everything works out there in Pullman, Washington. Um, the majority of the, uh, the post-practice interviews that were going on today was spent about that crowd atmosphere and they didn't have it last year, and how excited they are to have it back. Oh, man, I can't wait. And uh, apparently it's it can get pretty wild there, especially in those late nights oh, in Pullman. So Can't wait for that. Stick around. We'll hear from Marcus Moore, a defensive tackle from Utah State, and tight end Carson Terrell. I got a chance to catch up with them after practice as well as uh, we continue to get you ready for game day That's on cool. Saturday night. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Yesterday was cut-down day in the NFL, and a not-so-subtle reminder that despite all the time we talk about football, sometimes we really have no idea what's happening. Despite starting them all preseason, the Patriots released Cam Newton, named rookie Mac Jones as the starter. As usual, Coach Bill Belichick didn't leave a lot of clues. He may be one of the greatest coaches of all time, but it's fair to say he's not a great communicator. Maybe more people should have seen it coming. Jones is a first-rounder, but this feels a little closer to when the Seahawks named rookie third-round pick Russell Wilson as the starter over Matt Flynn. We were surprised by that move, and Wilson is a future Hall of Famer. The Patriots hope the same thing happens with Jones. He looked really good in the preseason, but he probably wasn't seeing anything too complicated on defense. Opposing coaches are going to test him. Life can be tough for rookie quarterbacks. Jones is the main man in New England now. We'll see if he can handle that kind of burden. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I sleep through the night better, and I feel a little more energy. And oddly enough, I am seeing improvements in my hair, which I never even thought about. It used to just come out by the handful when it got really long like it's doing now. And if I had a hoodie on, it would be full of hair. It doesn't do that anymore, and I'm starting to see areas where it was receding, starting to fill back in. I can tell that because I have a couple of age spots in those areas, and I'm not seeing them. They're disappearing because of new hair growth, which I thought was really strange. But, but, you know, I'm happy with that. So I like it. Works good. I'm feeling it. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount. 
It doesn't matter if it runs on gas or diesel. The best deal on filters is now during the Napa Gold Filter Sell. You'll find every Napa filter on sale, plus Napa 15W40 oil, $9.99 a gallon. Chevron Dello 15W40, $11.99 a gallon. Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil, $2.99 a quart. These offers and a whole lot more valid during the Napa Gold Filter Sell. Now through September 15th at your five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts stores. Summer is cruising by way too fast. It's already back to school time. Soon, you're going to start experiencing many special places and events that you won't forget, such as your first slide down Old Main Hill, attending Aggie football and basketball games, or a wild party at the Howe, and your first kiss on the Aggie Bowl that might just lead to that extra special moment at Jarek's Fine Jewelry, Cash Valley's engagement ring store, where it's all about the romance. Just look for the bright green cars at 930 North Main Street. Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM. 1390 AM and online at 1069thefan.com. And here's what you need to know. Lead things off first in the National Football League. Guys are coming and going. New York Giants have placed wide receiver John Ross on injured reserve. He's got a hamstring injury, so he'll be out for quite a while. New York Jets have picked up a tight end. Ryan Griffin is now with the team. Keneal Harry of the New England Patriots placed an IR. He's got a shoulder injury. Colts wide receiver T.Y. Hilton's a bit banged up. He's been placed on short-term IR with a neck injury. He'll be out for the first three weeks of the season. And the Tennessee Titans have cut ties with quarterback Matt Barkley. In the NBA, Clint Capella got himself a deal, an extension with the Atlanta Hawks. Two years worth $46 million, a fat deal coming his way. Major League Baseball, New York Mets acting GM Zach Scott was arrested and charged with DUI Tuesday morning at 4.15 a.m. Local police found him asleep at the wheel in his SUV. On the diamond, San Diego got dumped by Arizona 8-3. I'm David Gascon. It's the Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team! The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead! He's got it's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and R.J. Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like... The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's up, everybody? Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Thank you for tuning in and taking us with you wherever you are. Whether you're listening on 1069 FM, 1390 AM, the 1069thefan mobile app, or 1069thefan.com, or listening to our podcast, we thank you for bringing us along and uh, helping us brighten your day if we can do that. Uh, we're going to do best to brighten the day, Ajay, not darken the day, bring it down. We don't want to be Debbie Downers. We're going to be excited. We're going to try to give you a, a, a good, optimistic look at what might happen this weekend. So we're going to just forgo the whole realistic thing like you've been doing, and you're like, oh, five and seven, Aggies, here we go, five and seven. This is one of the losses coming up. You're gonna, you want to skip that today? I'm an optimistic be, realist. Really, five and seven was an optimistic realist to you. That's good. I've, good I've for maintained you, Eric. six and six. Good is for what you, I'm, Eric. I feel good. Saying Five and seven. Optimistic realism. That's awesome. Six and six. Hey, do you ever think like 
No, never mind. I'll tell you off the air. I'm not going to say it now. Um, <laughs> our show uh, is live at the 5 o'clock hour here on the Full Court Press, 435-339-0321. Again, 435-339-0321 to text into our show. Thanks, uh, 9315. The app is great. Good. Happy to hear that. Yeah, we're happy to hear it. I love the app, too. I'm a big app fan. Um, but, uh, yeah, we love, we're going to do a opponent research Wednesday. So according to Eric, we're going to be overly optimistic and sugarcoated all. I'm excited about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, it's up to our listeners to keep us realist though. If our real listeners will, you know, <laughs> on, I guess we have to keep it optimistic. So we'll, we'll do that, Eric. We'll do just that. We'll keep it optimistic for all our wonderful listeners. You know who is optimistic? Are the players? <coughs> Look, they're they feel they feel good about where they're at. They want to go compete. They want to go make a statement. One of those guys is Marcus Moore, and this is a guy who played a couple of seasons at UCLA. Uh, he never played a game in Pullman. Uh, just on their schedule of rotation when he was there at UCLA, he never got to play a game at Washington State, but. It's a Pac-12 environment. It's a Pac-12 opponent. He spent two years in the Pac-12. And so I thought it was important to catch up with somebody who had Pac-12 experience on the current Utah State roster. I know you spoke to Marcus Moore at the beginning of the year, Ajay. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I got to speak to him uh, yesterday. And uh, he's he's awesome. He's fun to talk to. And uh, he, he likes where they're at, and he likes where this defense is for Utah State, but also recognizing the challenge ahead of them. Uh, I know, Ajay, you've been doing some research and digging in on Washington State. Uh, before we get into that, uh, just let's hear from Marcus Moore himself sure. about what he has to say about Washington State and kind of the state of the Aggies, how he feels things are going so far in preparations for game one. Talking to Marcus Moore, one of the defensive tackles for Utah State University. And Marcus, you guys uh, have a big challenge ahead of you this week going up against a Pac-12 opponent on the road. Uh, you played in the Pac-12. You were at UCLA. Uh, I don't know. You didn't really specifically have any time in Pullman, but what's it like for you going up against another Pac-12 team once again? Uh, for me, it's, uh, you know, it's going to be like being in a Pac-12 again, going against a Pac-12 opponent. Um, I think that, you know, it's going to be a different challenge coming from the Mountain West, uh, although I do believe in us, and I believe that, you know, we're going to bring it to them. <laughs> what, uh, so you were with the team last year. It was There was a lot of uh, – it was tumultuous on and off the field, but things are different this year. Uh, what are some of the biggest differences that you've seen for this year's team compared to last? Uh, I like to think that the urgency is there uh, in terms of overall as a – you know, players and coaches. Um, I think that, um, I mean, yeah, that's ultimately the urgency is there. The, lot, the focus, um, you know, we're more focused on ball than things off the field and whatnot. Um, I think the team is uniting. United. <laughs> what do you think about that off uh, that defensive front that you're a part of? Um, it seems like there's a little more experience there, a little more nasty there. How would you describe your teammates that are there with you on that defensive front? Um, I love the guys I'm playing with. Um, I think, you know, the guy next to me, uh, to the left and the right, and uh, I think they're great people, great great players, let's say. 
how do you feel like things have been progressing so far in fall camp, getting ready for game one? Do you guys feel like you're ready, or do you feel like you still got some room to grow? I mean, we still got a couple practices left. Uh, I do believe that, you know, we have worked really hard in fall camp and up to this point, and I do know that we will be ready come Saturday. What do you know about Washington State so far? Usually they're known for a big passing attack, but they uh, Nick Rolovich used the running game when he was at Hawaii. What do you guys know about that uh, uh, Washington State offense so far? Uh, like you said, uh, they're a big passing team. Uh, they will throw some runs in there and whatnot, so you know we're preparing for both. And I guess my last question is, not only are you guys stout up front, but you got great linebackers behind you. How do you all work together, especially in that uh, run stop and run support? I mean, we're all, you know, we're in the box. We're all a unit. Uh, you know, we got to communicate together. We got to all work together. So, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we working. I mean, ultimately, you know, I'm, I love the guys that are behind me. And like I said, I love the guys that I'm playing with up on the D-line. And then last question for me, you are one of these super seniors. You've graduated. You're getting time, have more opportunity to spend time in the classroom. What are you doing as uh, school's getting underway again? Uh, as of right now, I am finishing up my master's, actually. I'll be done. Uh, well, I have three classes this this fall and one more in the spring, and I'll be done. Wow, master's yes. in what? Uh, physical sports and education. Oh, very cool. All so, right. Well, best of luck. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, Marcus Moore, thank you. Absolutely. You have a great one. Dude, he's so nice. He's fun. He's polite, too. He kept calling me sir, and I had to, talk, like, I had to stop, and I was like, hey, don't call me, sir. I'm just AJ, man. It's I. You're gonna see me a lot. Just call me AJ. And he goes, okay. Um, hey, zero five one three texted in. Uh, did you see the lawsuit filed against Rolovich? First question. Yes, we were gonna talk about that. We'll get into Sally. that a little bit more. Hang on to that. And then, you, do you both take the under of seventeen and a half? And how much money would you bet? Okay, so we're not gonna talk about the money part because we don't sponsor or promote gambling. But if we were doing Skittles, I'm, I mean, I'm going like two and a half bags of Skittles, family size. Uh, but I will wait to answer that question when we give our predictions. I'll wait because we'll have predictions to give out about the game. And yeah. Hmm. What? Yeah. Uh, I'm just, how much would you put on it? I guess that's a degree of confidence. Maybe that's uh, the way I will need to interpret that. Because I, I'm not one to throw money down on things like this, so it's hard for me to gauge that properly. But uh, I can get, I'm talking about a, a degree <laughs> of confidence. We can talk about that. I'll put it that way. Hey, uh, Marcus Moore, and this, this, this line's going to have to be really good. Um, yes. Because be, just as a defensive line themselves, the reason is is because the Washington State offensive line is so experienced. Just three linemen on this team, uh, Washington State, have started a combined 59 games together in the last three years. They're good. They can play football. Um, they started every game last year. They started every game the year before that. They started every game. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, they're they very experienced. Their center, uh, right guard, and left guard have all been, uh, have started games together. So there's, there's some a lot of experience on the offensive line. I'm, that's a that's a matchup in the trenches. You're going to really need to keep an eye out for is is the trenches and the and their offensive line versus our defensive line. We're going to need to get a push. You're going to need to send some blitzes. You're going to need to send a package of a blitz to, to just to you know get them uncomfortable at least in the backfield. Um, but again, they're experienced in the, on the offensive line. 
They only played four games last year. They had two games canceled. They only won one of those four games. That was the opener at Oregon State. They had a ton of kids sit out last year, though, that didn't play. That's true. They did have uh, a number of players opt not to play. It became very controversial. In fact, as was mentioned, Nick Rolovich was not very uh, gracious in handling that. And uh, former player Cassidy Woods is suing him personally has filed a civil rights uh, has filed a lawsuit saying it's a breach of uh, contract and violating his civil rights and then additionally covering up COVID-19 cases in athletics oh boy um, it says you know the decision uh, it basically resulted in him uh, losing his scholarship he lost educational opportunities Um. So it's it's not pretty. Uh, Rolovich has been a lightning rod almost since day one there in Pullman. And certainly during the whole uh, COVID situation last year, uh, the way things have gone in, in spring and even through fall camp, uh, he's vocal about uh, whether or not he should take the vaccine. Uh, it became very controversial. The, the governor of the state had to step in and say all state employees are required to to take the vaccine, which includes athletic coaches and university staff and personnel. So um, it, it's been it, it, there's been a lot of distraction in Pullman to have nothing to do with their football team. And you know who's been at the head of that distraction almost every single time? Their head ball coach. That's a problem. Can't ha- you can't have that be the case. Yes. What? Yeah, that sounds just like what I just said. So I know how you feel sometimes when I check out. You just did it to me. Um, but I didn't check out. Additionally, uh, besides this report about the lawsuit against Nick Rolovich, um, USA Today, Dan Wolken, a scathing opinion piece. It's titled, College Football is Evolving Past Coaches Like Nick Rolovich, Even If a Few Are Still Around. Uh, in opens, Nick Rolovich is only 42 years old, but he's running out of time. For a college coach, football coach with a with bad ideas, ham-handed tactics, and a sense of self-importance that far exceeds his accomplishments, he'd have to be the greatest thing since Bear Bryant to be worth the trouble. He isn't. It just goes on wow. and on and on. It relates to this lawsuit, but also how he's handled the COVID situation there in Washington State, but... It, it it's there have been a lot of distractions around that coach. But here's the thing, though, AJ. Utah State as a team and, and their players, that's just white noise. Okay, whatever. He's got to deal with that. We've got to deal with this very real team across the field from us. And as you pointed out, they do have some good players and they do have some good position groups. They lost forty three to twenty nine to uh, to Oregon. They lost thirty eight to thirteen at USC. They lost forty-five to twenty-eight at Utah. They, frankly, they really struggled in Rolovich's first year. Players sat out. There was controversy. Who was or who wasn't there? Utah State's had its own fair share of controversy and things being tumultuous uh, for themselves last year. Uh, and um, Carson Terrell talks a little bit about that uh, in his the conversation that I had with him. And. Um, and actually, uh, Marcus Moore touched on that too with 
there's a little more urgency this year compared to last year with this coaching staff and uh, with this team. And Carson Terrell kind of weighs in on that as well. As I got a chance to catch up with him after practice yesterday to see how he's doing. And uh, besides that, he has a very close connection, personal connection, to somebody on that uh, Washington State football team, one of the guys in conversation to be the starting quarterback at Washington State. Terrell's one of the great tight ends here at Utah State, and you guys are getting ready for Washington State. And before we get into like how you guys are coming along, you've got a personal connection to somebody over there on the other side. You won't go head-to-head because he's an offensive guy too, but Cameron Cooper was a quarterback at the same high school, Lehigh High School, where you, guys, where you played. Uh, yeah, uh, me and Cam were good friends in high school. Um, had a good quarterback-tight end relationship. Um, uh, so yeah, well, well he, he threw 118 <laughs> touchdowns at Lehigh. How many of those went to you? Uh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I really like about Cam is he likes throwing to the tight end. So, yeah, it was fun playing with him. Uh, we don't know if he's going to be the starter or not. It seems like there's a some – uh, a, a cloud of secrecy about their quarterback situation like here. But uh, how cool is it, though, going out there and seeing somebody that you have you went to high school with and having a connection with? I've, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked about it. I'm, I have a lot of respect for Cam. Um, I, we have a lot of – this team has a lot of respect for Washington State. Um, they play hard. And uh, maybe talk to Coach Anderson about playing a little bit of DN. <laughs> maybe see if I can rock my former teammate. But – yeah, I'm excited. I know that the team is excited, too. Okay, you said that Cam had a great tight end relationship, throwing the ball to you a lot. How do you feel like you fit into this offense now with this new coaching staff and how they utilize the tight end? I mean, they do a lot of unique things with the tight end that I've never done before. Like, one of them is pass blocking. So, like, I've had to work on that and develop that over the offseason. But, um, yeah, there's that's the fun thing about the offense is it asks the tight end to do just about everything on the field, which – I mean, if you're a good tight end, then you should be asked to do those things. So it's a good challenge, and it excites me and everyone else in our in our room. So, Scouting Washington State, this is a team that known more for their offense than for their defense. But Nick Rolovich, when he was at Hawaii, always had some you know tough defenses that he'd throw at you. Uh, what are you guys seeing so far as you're scouting Washington State defensively? Um, I mean, just the first thing that jumps off field is Washington State just really gives an impression that – they really love football, and they, they fly around, and um, they play really hard. So that's one of the things that has really jumped out on, jumped out to me on film. And uh, it's really fun to play a team like that because it motivates you to get yourself ready to play on the same kind of level or better. So. And then how do you feel about you know, how your offense is coming along? I know new roles, kind of understanding some new ways to use you, but do you feel like this offense is coming together? you guys feel like you're ready for game one? Yeah, um, it, it really has come together throughout the course of fall camp. Um, there's been a lot of development and um, a lot of learning and a lot of people just getting kind of used to the offense and kind of finding their niche within the offense. Um, we got good quarterbacks that come out and compete every day, and I think um, all of them is, have pushed each other to get better. So the offense, yeah, is really coming together, and um, I think me and – my teammates and also the coaching staff is really excited for what we're going to do this year. All right, Carson, thanks so much and uh, best of luck. Thank you so much. That's Carson Terrell with Eric Franson. Uh, yeah, interestingly enough, his friend uh, who is competing for that quarterback job currently right now is Cameron Cooper. Now, he's a four star signee 
comes out of Lehigh High School where he was the 2017 Utah Gatorade Player of the Year. In 2020, he played two games, went 11 to 16 for 99 yards. Again, part of a four quarterback horseman race. Now, the question becomes how much of it is actually erased and how much how much of it is actually real um, that they are in a race or do they have a starting quarterback? There's two other quarterbacks. We'll get into that in here in a little bit. A couple of texts came through. Nine three one five text in. Did that hurt or help the players that sat out last season? I don't think it really did either. I think it was really moot at that at this point. Five eight seven nine. Leadership comes from the top down, which hurt USU last year. So if Washington State has a coach similar with leader, leadership issues. Maybe we have a better shot at winning. Again, it's it, dude. It does. It it, it, it matters. Well, and it when makes a coach a is, when a coach is barking with the university, when he's barking with the governor, and he's not happy about some things going on, and he's sued by former players, that shows. That resonates. That ripples through the team, through the university. And again, this guy is becoming a head case. And a headache for the university in itself. And but he, you know I, what? Nick Rolovich, <laughs> I mean, he, he operated on a different wavelength at, in, in uh, Hawaii anyway. I mean, this is a guy who'd show up to media day with an Elvis impersonator. Yeah. Or he'd get one of those big showgirls. Did he the, bring Britney Spears or like a, like a fake Britney Spears to media day? Was that um, him? I don't remember that. I wouldn't. I think that was past him. him. He brought a fake Britney Spears to media day. I know he brought a Elvis impersonator. So yeah, I mean, he he's a different cat, um, and you know part of that is he's been to his advantage and he's been able to have some success. But uh, it can rub some people the wrong way, and it can become a distraction if it uh, goes too far. But look, let's also be honest here, AJ. Was <laughs> Washington State Pullman, Washington? Who was their coach just before Nick Rolovich? Did he say crazy off-the-wall stuff? Did he create controversy outside of football with some of his takes? Absolutely. Every single day. So it's not like it's anything out of the ordinary for the players that have been there. It's like, they're used to their coach being different. Haywire, yeah. Yeah. They're I used was- to having a coach that just doesn't <laughs> operate on a normal wavelength. Yeah, but this is different. Like when you got a former player suing you, when you're head button with the the president of the university or the governor, it it's different and it doesn't go as well. Yeah, so this could be true. a bigger issue. This and it, and it could turn into a bigger issue if he doesn't settle it down it's and true. Uh, and fix things up and shore them up quickly. They, like you got a long football season ahead. We're not even at game one yet. We got twelve. Got twelve of these with eleven left coming up after Saturday night. So buckle up, buddy. Uh, let's do this. Let's call a timeout here in the Full Court Press. We do have uh, more from uh, the Washington State side that we want to hear. Um, the uh, uh, Coach Rolovich, a couple of his players, met with media after practice today. Offensive coordinator Brian Smith met with the media yesterday. A, a small compilation of some of the things that they had to say about Utah State. Um, the vast majority of their comments were about playing at home with the home crowd and they hadn't had that opportunity before. We, I'm not going to play that. It doesn't matter. But what they have to say about Utah State was what they're feeling about the Aggies. We'll hear from them coming up next, along with our rest of our opposition research. What do we know about Washington State? It's coming up on the Full Court Press. 
This is Ryan at My Mattress. Labor Day is the biggest sell of the year. Intellibit and Tempur-Pedic are the two best mattress brands available. Get up to $1,800 savings on these beds with free adjustable bases on the others. Intellibed soothes pressure points but lifts the lower back, while Tempur-Pedic conforms to hip and shoulders and cradles the spine. Different technologies with the best sleep results. Best prices of the year only at My Mattress right now for the Labor Day sale. Isn't it time to sleep exceptionally? Crystal Vision is honored to be voted the gold medalist in Best of Northern Utah for optometrist and eye doctor. Thank you for your votes and trust in their business. To celebrate this award, they're offering a 20% off sale on their frames and lenses. Crystal Vision carries frames and lenses for your unique style and budget. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at Crystal Vision this is the herd. The winner in this is also Colin Cowherd. There's not as many smart people as you think. You know, it's just a reality. It'd be a no-brainer if you said, you know, hey, you got a chance to get uh, Wayne Gretzky on your team, or you get a chance to have Michael Jordan on your team. Oh, we don't need him. You know, no thanks. We're we're good. Yes, he is Wayne Gretzky, and he is Michael Jordan, and. Um... He's right. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. If you're in charge of hiring a company for snow removal this winter, call American Maintenance. For reliable snow removal and salting, American Maintenance is your simple solution. Curb-to-curb services, American Maintenance has you covered. Call 512-0014. That's 512-0014. For snow removal for your commercial property, call American Maintenance. 512-0014. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Utah State at Washington State. Kickoff at 9 p.m. Mountain on Pac-12 Network. KVNU game day coverage will begin at 8 on both KVNU and here on The Fan. And then as soon as the game is over, uh, more of uh, what's going on. We'll break it down, what happened in that game. Uh, Andre, we've been hearing from the some of the players for Utah State. Um, Justin Rice... Um, met with the media earlier this week, and uh, he talked a little bit about that Washington State offense. You you talked about that uh, experience they have on that defense on that yeah, the offensive line, yep. on the offensive front. They've got a really good running back. We'll get to him a little bit later on, but uh, Justin Rice and that linebacker crew and that defensive front for the Aggies—they're going to have their hands full trying to get some pressure and uh, try to affect the game defensively. Uh, here's what Justin had to say about Washington State offensively and the challenge for him and uh, the rest of the Aggies. You know, playing at a bunch of different schools, I had the uh, opportunity to play against the head coach and um, kind of the scheme he runs. So uh, we've been really uh, focusing on the type of passing schemes they really throw at you and then the little run variations that they have uh, just to throw you off, just to keep you honest. So um, they're definitely going to try to pass first, and uh, we've got a good game plan to take care of that, and uh, we're trying to get after quarterback. They're going to need to be able to put together a pass rush. they got two really good receivers, Eric, uh, one of them being Travell Harris, the other being Renard Bell. Both finished second and third respectively 
in uh, in catches uh, and reception yards. Uh, phenomenal receivers, good size on them as well. I was just actually looking at uh, at uh, two of these guys. Travell Harris, by the way, was a two is is a two time All Pac twelve uh, honorable mention in his career. He has 103 catches for or excuse me 123 103 career catches, 29 receptions, 340 yards, and two touchdowns. That was in 2020. Um, he's he's their go-to guy. He really, I mean, I mean, and they send him. I was watching some film on it from last year, and they do everything with him. They'll put him on an X position, just far wide out, and they'll move him into the slot. They'll motion him into a slot, run him, and then run him across the field. Like he doesn't get tired. He's really, really good. Got great hands. Can go up and high point a ball. Probably as good as anyone else on that football team. So I don't. I mean, whether I don't know what. Utah State's defense is going to do with motions and such if they're going to play a zone, if it's going to be uh, or, or, or man-to-man. But that's one of those guys you're going to have to keep your eyes on, and you have to get a pass rush on that quarterback. Uh, here's what Blake Anderson had to say about those uh, wide receivers there at Washington State. Well, Harris is the one that stands out right now. Now, I know if I'm not mistaken, uh, one of their other key wideouts is out with an ACL, so I'm not exactly sure how they're filling in the gaps there. But Harris – has really stood out. Now, not a ton of catches, but but has that ability, very similar to DT for us, uh, electric in space. And I, I would expect them to try to get him the ball in a lot of different ways. Uh, the, the ability to move him around, get him in the slot, matched up uh, in a place where maybe he's the quicker of the two. We're, we're going to do a great job of tackling in space. And, and I think that's the thing about spread offense is it puts you in one-on-ones, in grass, where if you don't tackle well, you get exposed. Hopefully we can we can do a great job of just rallying a lot of hats to the ball and eliminate the big, big play. So, yeah, that that uh, the strength of Utah State, I think, this year, it really is their defense. I think it's the linebackers, that defensive front, and that secondary, and uh, they're going to be tested. Uh, we'll see just how good that, that defensive unit is for Utah State right now. Um, and but if they can affect the game like we think they can, Ajay, I think the Aggies will still have a shot in this one um, to keep it close at least. Um, that What does worry me is that offensive line and the running back position because they've got a running back that's a Doak Walker candidate, uh, uh, Max Borgie, and uh, he's – He's a strong, powerful Dude, runner. Dude, Max Borgie is a baller. Okay, and in this year alone, in regards to preseason's award, Eric, he's on the Doak Walker Award watch list, which is, of course, awarded to the top running back. He's on the Blitnikoff Award watch, which is listed as the top receiver. He's a preseason all-pack 12 second team by Phil Steele and a preseason all-pack 12 first team by Athlon Media Sports. I watched film on him, and I watched a lot. Eric, he's not fast. It's just that he's hard to bring down. He can be able to just... Again, it's not like he's quick to getting – he's not fast. It's just that he can actually find little slivers of light that just he can see and then he can get to that spot quickly and it's a good angle for him to take that. You can't get him. He And he's always fighting for extra yardage. Now, that can be a good thing when you want effort out of a kid, but it can also be a bad thing. Sometimes when you fight for extra yardage, what happens? People start stripping at the ball and they start hacking at the ball. And if you're not taking care of the ball – it's going to come out, especially as you're trying to, you're so focused on getting that one extra yard that may or may not be unnecessary. Uh, he loves to fight for, he's really tough to bring down. He just, he's so good at using a stiff arm, bouncing off of you. He's, 
again, it's not his speed. It's just that he's so good at breaking tackles. He's a monster. Uh, and then looking at a couple other things with Max Borg, he's the only player in the country to be named to the both the Doak Walker and Blitnikoff uh, Award watch list in the country, Eric. No other offensive specialist is given that same honor. That's, that's pretty impressive. Uh, here's what Coach Anderson had to say about the Washington State running back, Max Borgie. Yeah, he, he can play. There's no doubt. Physical uh, runner. I know he missed some time, but we just expect him to come in at his very, very best. I think even more importantly than him is just how experienced and how big they are up front on the O-line. Uh, I mean, I, I know there's one – one young man that's going to be playing that has had limited snaps, but the best, the rest of those guys have been playing for quite a while, a lot of snaps, big, long, physical. So that makes, uh, that makes our job up front really, really difficult. Clearly he's talented and you're going to have to do a great job tackling him in one on one space because he's so physical. But I do think it starts up front for them, uh, on both sides and, and the experience level that they have is, is something that, you know, we just don't have right now. We got a lot of guys playing some of their first ball, and we're going to have to grow up very, very quickly. It's easy to have a guy who could be a Doak Walker candidate when you've got a really big, experienced offensive line. Yes, it they is. They will make a mediocre running back look like a really good quarterback, and they'll make a good, excuse me, running back, and they'll make a good running back look like a great running back. Um, so that really, Ajay, that is the challenge of this game Saturday night. 20 career rushing touchdowns for Max. He's 140. Career receptions. I, and so, again, it's not just that he can get out of the backfield and, and get the ball, but it's also that he can catch it. And and watching film on him, uh, I, I saw him run angle routes and take on a linebacker and then just dart upfield. I saw him run a swing route and turn a five-yard behind-the-line-of-scrimmage swing route into a 30-yard reception. Like, again, it's not he's fast. He can break tackles. You have to wrap up. Eric, you have to wrap up, and you got to get defensive backs to come get to the ball. you got to get defensive backs going sprint to the ball. As soon as someone's got him wrapped up, finish him off. Tackle him. Wrap up and make sure he's on the ground. Do not just hit him and bounce off of him thinking he's just going to go down. That's not how it's going with this guy. Nine three one five. Shouldn't the Utah State defense be ready to play a, an offense like Washington State? Because it's kind of similar to Utah State. <sighs> similar in some ways, but I think Nick Rolovich is, is a, a tad bit different. Um, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. I mean, what you're preparing against every day in practice shouldn't be that far different than what you're going to see. What you're going to see against Washington State. Yeah. But the way that this, this back is and the way they got a couple of good receivers. In fact, I need to look up the size of Max Borgie. He's, he's got good length. And I'm pretty sure he's a little bit bigger of a back, too. No, it's I mean, not bigger of a back, but just more stocky, if anything. I'll have to look up his his height and such. But uh, him, Harris, and Bell. And, in fact, if I don't know if he was if Bell's out for uh, the year because they're just talking about an ACL guy receiver. Borgie is 5'10", 205. He's a little bit more stocky than he is big. Uh, let's see, 15 carries... It was his career high for Max Borgie. So he doesn't carry the ball that much. It's more of his catches. Uh, uh, Ajay, one last thing about this offensive yes, line. Yes, please. This offensive front. Yeah. Left tackle is six foot five, 293. His backup is also six foot five and 293. The left guard is six foot five and 300. Uh, the center is six foot three, 300 pounds. The right guard is six foot seven, 
and 300 pounds, and the right tackle is six foot seven, 319 pounds. <laughs> just some serious. Yeah, I just dudes that's just meat up front. That's meat. That's Big Ten offensive lineman, by the way. That's Big Ten offensive lineman. And again, they've played together for three years. They're experienced. No, four years. And so here's three. Of these guys played together for four years. Eric. Here's what's on the other side: Utah State defensive tackle Marcus Moore, six foot two, two fifty five. Nick Henninger as a DN, six foot two, two thirty-five. Hale uh, Matuapuaka, assuming if he's going to be the starter, six foot one, two seventy-five. And Patrick Joyner, six foot two, two thirty. Could be Jalen Bannerman, who's six foot five, but there's definitely a size and weight difference between the offensive front and the defensive front there. God, it's a massive offensive line, man. And that's where, again, one of my concerns is now because I'm like, we have a great defensive front. And I looked at their line, and I just thought, oh, geez. So do they establish a run game? Does Washington State establish the run game based on size, or do they say, you know, we go with one of our four quarterbacks, which, by the way, two of the four quarterbacks haven't played a game yet. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, Jaden DeLara, uh, he started all four games last year. In fact, he's the first quarterback in Washington State history to start as a quarterback as a true freshman. Do they use him? Or do they use this transfer from Terrace, uh, Tennessee? Jarrett Garatiano, I believe. Guarantano. Yeah, uh, he's a transfer from Tennessee. He's... Started 32 of the 41 games. He's uh, f- thrown for, what, 300? Or I mean, he's thrown 38 t- uh, touchdowns to 17 interceptions. Um, I- I- I've seen a little bit of film on, the- on him. I-, I don't know if he ends up being the starter, if it's going to be Cameron Cooper, which is, the again, the four-star kid out of Lehigh. He was in not 2017 Utah Gatorade Player of the Year. I don't think it's. I think it's between Jarrett Cooper and Jaden DeLara. That'd be my guess. Again, Jaden started all four games last year. Yeah, it's. There's a lot of uncertainty there. <laughs> it's not just a two-man race; it's a four-man race. See, that's a team I think that could play two quarterbacks in in Saturday's game. See, and Rolovich has used two quarterbacks at different times. Yeah, that's that's definitely one of those. Yeah, I could see them doing that. All right, we're going to take a timeout here in the full court press. When we come back, let's hear the uh, the Washington State point of view uh, of what they're feeling about Utah State and how difficult it is for them to prep for the Aggies. Uh, and also, we'll hear we've been hearing a lot about that Washington State offense, but what about defensively? Uh, we hear from Blake Anderson coming up next as he lets us know about that uh, Washington, Washington State defense. It's all coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Welcome back to Logan, USU students. We hope you love it here and encourage you to support our community by shopping local. An easy way to do this is to pick up a copy of the Best of Northern Utah magazine. This contest recognizes the top two businesses in nearly 200 categories, voted on by you, the consumer. It's the contest every business wants to win. Pick up your free copy at a number of locations around town, including Lee's Marketplace, Al's Sporting Goods, Beehive Grill, and Angie's, or go to bestofnorthernutah.com. 
it's youth hockey time for boys and girls ages 4 to 14. The Cache Valley Youth Hockey League wants you to try hockey for two weeks totally free. That's right. First-time skaters can try hockey for free for two weeks. All equipment is included. Coaches will walk you through everything needed. If you are interested in youth hockey, sign-ups are going on now. To learn more about the two-week free youth hockey trial, go to cashhockey.com. That's cashhockey.com. Cache Valley Youth Hockey. Join today. Did you know aluminum cans are 100% recyclable? They can be recycled over and over again. Take your aluminum cans, aluminum siding, and rain gutters to Valley Recycling. It takes 95% less energy to recycle cans than make new ones. In fact, recycling just one aluminum can saves enough energy to power a TV for three years. And when you take your aluminum to Valley Recycling, you get paid. Yes, Valley Recycling pays for aluminum, copper, brass, and other metals. Recycle and get paid for it. That's why they say when you go green, you get green at Valley Recycling. 145 North 10th West in Logan. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football. It's a top 20 showdown in the Big Ten as the 12th ranked Wisconsin Badgers host the number 19 Penn State Nittany Lions. Hi, it's Greg Daniels. Join Tiki Barber and me for all the action as these two Big Ten elites square off in an early season matchup. It's Wisconsin and Penn State. If it's college football, it's right here. Saturday morning, beginning at 9.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press, continuing our opposition research. Utah State getting ready for Washington State. Uh, nine four six three. Ha ha. Jared G was the guy who blew the game for Tennessee against BYU a few years ago. Oh no way! Oh. That was him, huh? No wonder he wanted to change. Uh, going somewhere else. Oh, geez. Uh, look, th- we've been hearing from the Utah State point of view. Nick Rolovich, a couple of his players, met with the media after practice today. And uh, the uh, his offensive coordinator, Brian Smith, met with media yesterday. Um, just got to make sure we get the file right. Here we go. Uh, and this is a compilation. This is you're going to hear first from Nick Rolovich, then from Ryan Stone Jr. Um, he is a an edge rusher for uh, Washington State. We're going to hear from Justice Rogers, and um, again, that's a, a one of the linebackers, so a couple of defensive guys. And then we're going to hear from Brian Smith. He's offensive coordinator for Washington State. This isn't everything that they had to say, but these are a few things that they did have to say about Utah State specifically. Uh, the quality of coaching staff, uh, the tempo, and the uncertainties that we won't know until game day. As special teams too, I think they're. Um, I think they can cause problems on special teams. Yeah, they have one of the best returners, yeah. kickoff returners in the nation, NCAA history. Yeah. Um, have you had to work with your team, special teams, to adjust for that? Well, you you make them aware of that. You know, hopefully the scheme and the, doing their jobs, what they're asked to do, um, can handle that. But there's no doubt he's a he's a dynamic player with the ball in his hand. Um, you know, I 
spent the last few years in the Mountain West, got a chance to see him kind of come up and it seemed like almost every other week he was a special teams player of the week in the Mountain West for some of the things he's done. So um, great football player. It's, I got nothing bad to say about him. I think, you know, you got to have respect for good, good football players. How quick is it? Is it? Are they immediately right on the ball and snapping after? <laughs> I mean, we'll have to find out, I guess. You know, it's a, it's their first time. It's their new staff, first time playing, first game of their season. So I mean, it'll be exciting to see how fast they go. How many teams have you watched in film? Because I know that their uh, coaching staff's got guys from everywhere. Right. Got a bunch of transfers and everything. I've been watching like five different teams to try and get a read on what they'll do. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's kind of just whatever the coaches throw up there. It's, I mean, it's not really about where the team is. It's more the looks, you know what I'm saying? So it's uh, just trying to get down, making sure we know what our fundamentals are for however they line up. Yeah, they, they just like to uh, just uh, turn out plays fast, so we just got to be ready next play, you know. Uh, once that play's over, just get ready for that next play and uh, just execute. Is it more Arkansas State type of stuff, or I know they're DCs from spent last five years at Miami. So, how do you kind of do? You have to walk the, a bunch of both. Sure, these first games are, are always interesting with a new staff. Um, you know, the DC obviously coming from Miami means we're going to be spending some time watching them. We've been watching Utah State for personnel. They've had a lot of transfers, so we've been looking into the different transfers and um, getting a feel of what that personnel looks like. Um, but yeah, the, these first games are very interesting when it is a new staff. And of those transfers, I know there's quite a few sort of big name schools mm -hmm. on that. Are anybody in particular you're highlighting there that looks like they're going to step in, kind of have a role immediately? Yeah, and I mean, the kid that I've really liked is the the linebacker Rice. Um, you know, he was a kid that was from Fresno, so we played against him when we were at Hawaii. Um, so I knew he was a, a talented player, and I know that's one that they're real high on. Again, that was, <laughs> <laughs> that was Nick Rolovich, followed by uh, Ron Stone Jr. Justice Rogers, and then uh, Brian Smith, their offensive coordinator. I need to have some kind of transition. Dude, that was great. <laughs> Very dramatic. Yeah, you could say that. Basically, um, they the, the, from the player <clears throat> point of view, they're just being told that Utah State's going to play with pace, and they're going to be quick on the ball, and they got to be on their toes. And speaking of being on your toes, if you're the quarterback, who's the first guy you're spotting when you get to the line as your pre-snap read? The very first guy you're spotting on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, isn't that your linebacker? That would be the, yeah. You're looking at Justin Wright. Like, look, some quarterbacks will like look for a safety, a cornerback, a defensive back, and then, okay, where is that guy? Every quarterback that's going to play Utah State when they get to the line, oh, their I first pre-snap read yes. is going to be Justin Rice. They're always going to where, where the he fetch is. is that guy? Yes. And I, honestly, I think some teams will try to audible to the other. They'll, they'll flip the play. I, I really think some teams will be like, yeah, we aren't going to his side. So uh, check. We're gonna keep, we're just going to move this play to the other side. Because the last thing we want to do is meet Justin Rice head on. Or the last thing we want to do is throw the ball anywhere near Justin Rice. And is that going to be any better? Because you got Metzenheimer. Yeah. Who's a very athletic, yeah. physical linebacker. And uh, AJ Vongbachan, dude, AJ's another guy. Oh, dude, AJ's another guy that just, oh, jeez. Uh, Gear close. Blake Anderson, <laughs> wrong Anderson. Blake Anderson talked about that Washington State defense. Uh, we're spending a lot of time on that uh, 
wazoo offense, but defensively, they also have some guys who can play, as we just heard from some of them. Uh, and uh, Blake Anderson gives his assessment of what they bring defensively and the Aggies will have to contend with on Saturday night. Well, I don't think they're afraid to get up in your face. They've got two six-foot-two corners. Uh, would not surprise me if they're up in our face playing press coverage. There's a junior or senior or redshirt junior and senior at all 11 positions with one of the best linebackers that we're going to likely see all year long in Woods. So uh, it would not surprise me if they are up in our face you know, really just very competitive, very aggressive style of defense. And we're going to have to be able to win in one-on-one situations to have a have a good day offensively. The linebacker they're talking about is Justice Rogers. This guy is a monster. He started 21 of the 43 games he's played every single year that he's been there. I thought he referred to Woods. There's Woods. Oh, sorry, I'm looking at another guy. Well, I think Justice Rogers is another guy too. He has 142 total tackles. Um... He has 13 tackles for a loss. Uh, he has seven sacks. He has two forced fumbles. The guy's a monster. And, yeah, I guess there is Woods, too, um, which I have highlighted in here, and I'll have to go look for him. But, uh, yeah, they're they're very physical up front. Uh, they, have, uh, they have an edge guy coming off. Uh, I think it's Taylor is his name. But he's he started twenty one games. He's got fifty five total tackles. He started the last two years. He's very physical, very quick off the edge. He's not like big, but he's just got good speed off the edge. Really good speed off the edge. He's a problem. Um, I need to go look for Woods on this. I thought I had him. Well, uh, there's another comment here from uh, Coach Anderson about Woods, and uh, we'll see if it's the same Woods that we're thinking of. But uh, some more comments from uh, Blake Anderson about that Washington State defense. You know, he's just one of those guys, very similar to Justin Rice, that just has a nose for the ball. He, he seems to end up in the right place. He plays with a super high motor. He's got so many snaps under his belt. He's kind of seen it all and done it all, if that makes sense. And it's hard to uh, to get experience quickly. He's been playing for four straight years. I mean, the, the guy's – he's a coach on the field. He, he – he just finds the ball regardless of how you try to attack him. And so we're going to do a great job of knowing where he's at. We've got to do a great job of getting bodies on him, making his job hard, uh, hopefully getting up to that second level and getting getting him distracted and getting bodies on him where he's not running free. If he runs free, the guy makes a tackle every play. Yeah, uh, he's pretty dang good. He's a transfer from Oregon. He all <laughs> uh, no, sorry, not a transfer from Oregon, but he's been packed all, all packed 12 on honorable mention, he can make an All Pac-12 team, second or first team this year, if he has the year he did last year. Uh, he was second on the team with 31 tackles, uh, behind Justice Rogers, by the way. Uh, tenth in the Pac-12 with seven and a half tackles per game. Led the team in tackles for a loss with four and a half. Uh, he's preseason All Pac-12 third team this year by Phil Steele and Athlon Sports. And right now, he's Pac-12's active leader with 319 career tackles. He's played all four years that he's been there. He started every single game in the last three years. In his freshman year, he started 10 of the 13 games. He's a monster. I mean, an absolute monster. Him and Justice Rogers are going to be an absolute like bottle of Tylenol headache. <laughs> Expect it. Uh, so, Aggies have, uh, have their hands full uh, attacking that Washington State defense. Uh, and trying to slow down that Washington State offense uh, as well. Um, so, Ajay, this is uh, this is both teams have uh, 
well, everybody they'll play will have extra experience than normal. Um, this is a Washington State team that had high aspirations under Mike Leach. Never really got there. Flirted with it. Uh, Nick Rolovich comes in last year. A lot of controversy. Um, they don't quite get there. They have a one in three season. But the controversy continues with this team off the field. Uh, but there, this is still a good football team, at least on paper. And we'll see how well this coaching it, staff gets what they get out of this talented group at Washington State. Will they actually turn that into wins or will the distractions be too much for them? I wonder. Well, and. <laughs> Look, I think when it comes, you know, all said and done, Eric, it's about what you do on the field. I think they're going to eliminate the distractions. They're going to be fine. They're going to go out and play football. I don't think the distractions will be what they are. I was just reading a little bit more about the uh, situation on the lawsuit. It sounds like the player was, he's kind of been bitter about some things over there at Washington State uh, and might be just using that pettiness towards Nick Rolovich. Um. Yeah, so I think there's, there might be more to that story than what I just read. But uh, anyways, yeah, Washington State will come out ready to play football. They're going to be fine. They're going to be focused. Again, it's all about what happens on the field. You know, it's it's going to be about you. I don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be for Utah State. I don't know who the starting quarterback will be for Washington State. But what happens in the trenches about stopping Max Borgie? Um, can this uh, def- def- talented defensive backfield for Utah State Keep Washington State's top two receivers under uh, under control, and uh, and then it, of course our receiving core is going to have to be good. Kyle Van Leeuwen's going to have to he's going to be targeted a lot by the quarterback, whoever the quarterback is. Uh, Savon Scarborough is going to have to be able to break separation from his defensive back. Devin Tompkins is going to have to go make at least one big play, and then you the defense needs to force at least a turnover, maybe even two to win this ball game against Washington state as well. Yeah, I agree that they're going to, it's this, you can't just outscore them. Um, the, the defense is going to have to create momentum plays for USU as well. Um, and, uh, I don't know that they necessarily need to hope for scoring from the defense, but they need to uh, turn the ball over and get the ball back in USU's hands. Yep. Uh, uh, all right, more about uh, Utah State, Washington State. If you want to weigh in with your thoughts or predictions uh, for the matchup as we continue our opposition research, Utah State at Washington State kickoff at 9 o'clock on Pac-12 Network. KVNU game day will start at 8 and uh, go right up until kickoff. And then as soon as the game is over, be back on the air with KVNU Aggie Call to take your calls and your reactions to what happened in Pullman, Washington. More of the Full Court Press coming up next. The first ever Latino festival is September 18th on Center Street in Logan. Come celebrate the Latin culture with food, music, dance, and cultural performances. The festivities get underway at 3 p.m. Enjoy live bands, a parade with authentic Latin dress. And did we mention food? Ridiculously good food trucks. Then work off the calories with everyone's favorite dance-based workout, Zumba. The Latino Festival is presented by Gosner Foods, where you can earn up to $20 an hour, quarterly bonuses, and free health insurance. Members First Credit Union, our name says it all. Thermo Fisher Hispanic Employees Resources Group, Cytiva, earn hourly wages of $20 or more at Cytiva. iFit, a global company committed to 
and diversity and inclusion welcomes everyone to the Latino Festival. Bring your family, your friends, and even your dance shoes to the first ever Latino Festival, September 18th, starting at 3 p.m. on Logan's Center Street. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Your team's in the locker room ready to get out there and play to win, but you see a player you don't recognize. They're wearing your jersey and even know your coach's name, but who are they? Would you let this stranger look at your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing attacks work. In 2020, the number of phishing attacks against businesses doubled compared to the previous year. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Ajay, we've got some more fun things planned this week as we get ready for game day. Thursday, we always have our pick six that we'll do. Um, but uh, we, we've got some exciting things with high school football happening this week. Um, uh, an extended interview with uh, Ryan Bohm. That was fun. For that coming up. That was fun. Yeah, that's pre recorded. We did that yesterday with Ryan. It was so cool to sit down with him just to talk. Uh, guy's so full of analysis. I love it. And we covered almost every single topic, too his career, <laughs> Logan, Utah State, Jordan Love. Team this year, team boat year and years before when he played. So yeah, that yeah, that we'll air that on Friday. I'm excited to, for you guys to hear that. That was that was a lot of fun. It's a big week. Uh this is the last week for non region games. Yeah. Start region next week, football, that's right. Yeah. For region eleven. Um and uh, region play gets underway next week. Uh it's uh I know it's Labor Day weekend, so there's a lot of other different activities that are happening. The, hey, Eric. The Dairy and Cheese Festival, which I know you're excited for. You haven't heard about it? Eric, I have a question. I showed up to work last year on Labor Day and nobody was here. Yeah? Are we working this year? Do we have a show on Monday? I think you better show up just in case. <laughs> you better I tell me. 